Hello and welcome back to Fan Critical's coverage of The Walking Dead. Mm. Are we back here? Are we back here? Well, what? I'll explain that in a bit. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah. So you may know us from our original Walking Dead coverage. There's been a bit of a break and there were some ums and ahs about whether we were going to come back for season nine. But here we are, ready to talk you through the latest episode. Now, before we start anything, even introductions, I'm going to run you through a spoiler warning. Okay. Ooh. We're going to be discussing the events of season nine's premiere. Uh, we're also going to be potentially talking about things that have happened in seasons one to eight. If you started watching season nine without watching them, <laughs> bit of an issue, to yeah. be honest. Well, it's, to be fair, it's quite a good time to jump in, maybe. Well, no, no I, I disagree, Len. <laughs> also, at the end, we're going to have uh, something called Comic Corner, where Ooh. we're going to be discussing changes from the comics. Um, so if you don't want any of those spoilers, just tune out when we get there. We'll give you a heads up, a bit of a musical interlude, and you can just switch off. So firstly, I'd like to introduce the team here. I'm Emma. I'm your host for Walking Dead. Um, we've also got Len, who is our uh, former only comic knowledgeable resident. Yeah. Island. Yeah. Hi, everybody. What yeah. Weird title. I mean, <laughs> John's trying to muscle in on my um, <laughs> on my special time. Well, speaking of John, John now is also a comic genius. Uh, so we've got two out of the three of us here with lots of comic knowledge. Say hi, John. Hello, everyone. Um, speechless. I'm back for this. To be honest, if you if you've heard my thoughts on this previously, and I'm sure you have. I'm pretty sure I resigned at the end of the last season. Yeah, you, on were, air. you were devastated. Yeah. So yeah. we had long contract negotiations. We, we, we've got you back. <laughs> so We have. And, yeah. and what is it that's brought you back, John? I think this is going to be the last season. Ever? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You think they're, they're going to finish after season nine? The 16, run episode, 16 episode run, they're going to, they're going to finish? Correct. Bold. Very bold. Yeah. Um, so... And we obviously know that that Rick's going, uh, which is mental. Absolutely ridiculous. But it's not it's not necessarily show's fault. And I understand Andrew Lincoln's position. He doesn't want to be on the show anymore. Correct. It's taken up nine years of his life, and he is a very good actor, up the best on the show, easily. Mm. I'm buzzing for him to leave. So that's why for I'm him. back. I'm, I'm back to uh, to see Rick out. Yes, hopefully. Yep. In a, a way that is deserving of his character, and I guess we'll talk a bit more about that mm. later on. But also, new showrunner Emma. Yep, new showrunner Angela Kang. Uh, so we're excited. Kang. Kang. Kang, the Kang. Uh, we are looking forward to seeing what she does with season nine. Um, I think there were some ups and downs over the last couple of seasons. Well, um, but we do ultimately love the story <laughs> of The Walking Dead. We do. So we wanted to see what happens in season nine and talk through it with you guys as well while you're listening back at home. Yeah, and I think you know. Or on the tube. Season eight was a much maligned season. I don't think anyone came out of that season thinking that was a, that's one of the best seasons of Walking Dead. I'd say it's arguably with season two the worst season of the show. Oh, it's the worst season, um, definitely. And that's a shame because they had the all-out war material to to adapt, which is arguably the best stretch of the comic. I mean, some people will also argue that this next stretch we're going into uh, with the Whisperer War is also. Excellent. Mm. Uh, Spoiler Spoiler warning. Everyone knows about the Whisperers already. So the thing is, will Angela be able to improve upon Scott Gimple's work? Yeah. There's only one way the show can go, in my opinion, and that is up. Because it is such a low ebb at the end of last season. And, you know, we'll come on to thoughts in a minute, but this is a good start. Mm. So we're going to switch things up now. If you did listen to our previous Walking Dead coverage, uh, we went storyline by storyline, almost scene by scene throughout each episode. We're not going to do that for this season. We're going to go for a more uh, fluid approach. We're going to talk about our overall thoughts for the episode in a minute. You know, hold your horses, guys. Don't get too excited. Horses. Oh. Oh. Oh, and then we're going to talk about the things we really loved and some stuff that maybe was absolute stinkers um, or maybe oh, things to work on, shall we call it. Yeah. Then we're going to move on to Comic criticism. Corner. Yeah, constructive criticism for, for Angela. Well, I'm hoping this week might be um, might be quite positive. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll kick off with overall thoughts on the episode. Now, if you are familiar with any of our other fan critical content, you will know that we rate everything on what's called the Blueberry Scale. Uh, John, would you like to explain the Blueberry Scale to our listeners? All right. Um, well, it's pretty simple. Uh, we score it out of five blueberries. There can be no halves. So some people would say that it's a uh, a harsh scale. Um, I don't. I think it uh, be ballsy. Like If you want to give something four out of five, go for it. Uh, I won't be. 
but little spoiler warning for my score. Um, but that is it. So that is the blueberry scale. Now, the worst score that you can get for anything is a zero out of five. Nothing yet has ever no. received a zero out of five. Well, we just uh, reviewed the, the Predator um, and me and John did that review. They loved uh, it. Go and check it out if, you, if, if you've seen the film. That got a one. Uh, the lowest <laughs> ever we've given uh, it was garbage so if you want a bit of a laugh and you've seen it go check it out so Len why don't you tell us your overall thoughts on uh, episode 9 A New Beginning directed by my favourite Greg Nicotero what do you think I was pleasantly surprised with this episode uh, I know we were talking in the off season about maybe not coming back to cover uh, this season nine and when I heard about the fact that they were going to be killing off my favourite character and someone that is so important to the show as Rick as Rick is I really didn't think I'd want to come back but after seeing this establishing episode of the season the season premiere pleasantly surprised uh, there weren't that many things that bothered me uh, I enjoyed seeing the communities flourishing uh, finally seeing the the, the world the world building that I've been wanting to see from the show for a long time. It, it kind of felt like last season, the communities were just like, they just thought, oh, well, that, we could film a bit there, we could film a bit there. It didn't really feel built up, but now they've sort of added a bit more, I don't know, gravitas to each of the communities and the characters are all spread out. And, and we'll talk about later how the group has been thinned out. The original group has been thinned out now to manage these communities. Yeah, That is interesting to me. This, this you know, I'll, I'll talk about it later on, but the rebuilding of society and, you know, the, the, the difficulties of doing that in this post-apocalyptic setting. Mm. And, you know, Rick's still awesome. Like, he was great in this episode as well. So, I'm, I, you know, I loved this episode, actually. I think it's one of the best episodes they've done for a long time. Go on, Be- then. Better than a lot of stuff in season eight. I'm going to give it four blueberries. Whoa. Whoa. Strong opening. Yeah. Um, John is champing at the bit. Chomping. Chomping at the bit. Champing. No, yeah, there's no. no champing. John is chomping at the bit. So after season eight, you were a bit dissatisfied. You went off, went all through all the comics. What do you think of this episode opening for season nine? Well, I mean, season eight should be very thankful <laughs> that we weren't doing the blueberry score back then. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Um, right. I thought it was um, it was an OK episode. Uh, there, was, there are certainly better than some of the garbage we got served up last season um, with the garbage people. But, oh, my um, God. Well, she's around still. I uh, Yeah, look, I, I quite enjoyed it. I think there are... Uh, there are parts of this episode that, that feel like the old Walking Dead. Yes. Um, I, I genuinely felt like there was suspense in um, parts of the episode where I, I felt like there was uh, genuine, um, uh, the stakes were, were, were real. Yeah. So look, uh, for me, it's a, it's a decent opening. Um, it's not the best opening that they've done. Um, but it was far better than the opening of last season. So oh my God, yeah. I, I'm not sitting here going... How can they not shoot him from there with like fifty guns? Um, <laughs> so look, I, I enjoyed the episode, and I'm going to give it a free blueberries yeah, out of five. It's a good score, that mm. good score. Yeah, it is. Um, I quite enjoyed this episode. I I like the coming together of all the communities. I like the fact that we're clearly going along that kind of rebuilding path and the challenges that come with rebuilding society, both physically and democratically, and I suppose also in terms of your kind of life outlook we talked about um constitutions or oaths as well i thought that was really interesting uh we got most of our favorite characters in there um we also had like what i really enjoyed in the beginning of the episode was a lot more like gross zombies that one with the flies on its face like that was rank yeah. and i love oh, that good zombie stuff good yeah zombie really stuff good zombie episode. stuff and you know you're gonna get good zombie stuff from nicotero what which, about what about the spider job. one well oh. Yeah, yeah that, that one. Yeah, that was that what I was talking about. Ah, uh, right. No, it's a spider, isn't it? Yeah, I was avoiding the spider because I've got lots of them in my house at the moment. So, without going into too much detail yet about the things I really loved about this episode, um, I'm actually I'm going to agree with John on this. I'm going to give it three out of five. It didn't blow me away for a season opener, but it was good. And I think three out of five is a good score. It's got to be proper, proper good for a four or five. And having being a little bit hesitant coming into the season, not knowing what we were getting. For me, the pacing was a little too slow. It picked up towards the end, kind of peaks and troughs for me. So, yeah, three out of five. So, overall, pretty pretty good scores, guys. Overall, very good scores. If we had scored the season eight premiere, like John said, it would have been ones across the board. Zero. 
or twos. So this is a, <laughs> definitely an improvement. Definitely an improvement. Mm. So I think it's time now that we've done our overall thoughts to jump into a bit more detail about this episode. But first, I'm going to throw in a little advert. <sighs> Thanks for tuning in. Um, If you're enjoying the beginning of this or or any of our other coverage, please do subscribe to our channels across all your major podcasting apps, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, etc. We'll be covering the whole of season nine for Walking Dead, uh, even after the mid-season break, unless something awful happens, but it won't. Um, But we do also do loads of other really, really good content. So we've recently just wrapped up our Castle Rock coverage. So Castle Rock is a show that came out on Hulu in the US, covering, uh, based around Stephen King's multiverse, shall we say. Um, Really interesting. If you like The Walking Dead, you're probably going to really enjoy this too. So try and watch it. And if you want to listen to our coverage, episode by episode you can do that on the fan critical channels or on our dedicated castle rock podcast castle rock critical we also do loads of other stuff so we've recently just covered the predators we mentioned earlier in the intro coming up in the next few weeks we've got pet cemetery uh, the film and the book that's going to be fascinating um our venom review and then for halloween we can do a special on Halloween. Ooh. Oh, super exciting. Again, you can find all of that on Fan Critical. If you subscribe, it just gets downloaded to your phone. Dead easy. And if you are enjoying the content, do leave us a review. We love them. And sometimes we even read them out on air. <laughs> easy peasy lemon squeezy. So I want us to talk through the episodes in a bit more of a fluid way this time um, so that we can talk about the things that we really enjoyed and some of the stuff that you know maybe didn't quite float our boats. Um, <laughs> okay, Len, do you want to kick us off with some of the stuff that you enjoyed from this particular episode? So, obviously, anyone who's listened to our coverage before, I'm the resident comic expert. John's trying to muscle in on that now, acting like he knows what's going on. But if you want some well, comic ever. knowledge, you come to me, all right? Oh, yeah, but, yeah. go to Len. I won't answer any of your queries. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't like admin. No, but in, in all seriousness, the comic uh, picks up at a very interesting time, uh, similar to this with a time jump. Um, and we're going to come on to all the changes later on in the episode in Comic Corner. Mm. Um, but for me, it, this is a significant step in the sort of rebuilding of society, something that Rick has been trying to do for a long time. And to finally see these communities come to fruition and, and be... Uh, fully functioning in some cases, apart from maybe the sanctuary, but this leads to very interesting, um, like democratic and sort of uh, political issues as well, which is which is for me the interesting part about it. I yeah. mean, we've got to a point now where the zombies, unless they're like a horde or a herd of zombies, are not or walkers, sorry, are not necessarily going to be a problem uh, mm. for our. They shouldn't be. They should not be unless there's a ridiculous set piece, which we'll come on to later. And, and there always, they always yeah. should be these set pieces because at the end of the day, it's a zombie show and we want some B-movie horror in there because it makes it fun. But I just think that seeing these communities flourish and seeing the new leaders taking roles within those communities and taking the uh, notes from, I think it was uh, Grace, wasn't it, last season, the, the Commonwealth woman, yeah. mm. uh, as far as we understand it, uh, and taking those plans and trying to look to the past to build for the future. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And for me, easily the highlight of the episode for me. Well, I, I definitely agree, actually, on that in terms of the highlight, because this is the stuff I've been waiting for. Probably I really wanted it last season, actually, and I think I could have done with this sooner. But I've been reading a lot of stuff lately, um, fiction and non-fiction, around the 17th and 18th century, and also <laughs> the Hamilton soundtrack a lot. Um, but a lot of that talks about like the building of society after war and how you build up, um, I suppose, your perception of what society should be, what your rules are, and, and how you build something from nothing, essentially. So this really rang true with me, and I and I liked the way they did that in this episode. I liked the different the differing opinions on how that should happen, yeah. and whether there should be um, democracy, so obviously there was a vote called for in, yeah. in the hilltop, or whether there should just be, you are leader, la and, la la. And all, all, of, the communi- <laughs> all of the communities... Um, 
as I said, like in the previous seasons, they didn't really feel fleshed out. They didn't feel no. like they had necessarily identities. Now it, it feels as though they all produce different things. They have different roles, different purposes. And, and because of that, it just gives the, it makes the, each little community its own little character. And that's going to be really important going forward uh, with this next storyline that they're trying to adapt from the comic. I agree, mate. So at the end of, uh, of season eight, when suddenly it looked like, um, what's her face? Maggie. Uh, Maggie. Uh, the worst scene of Darryl the season. Daryl and Jesus all with these funny looks like they're going to turn on Rick for yeah. no reason. Yeah, that is mad. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? But, I mean, that's still awful and it will remain awful. It's one of the worst scenes. One of the, the worst moments in the history of The Walking Dead, I'd Easily. Say. Um, however, in this episode, you can start to see that they're, they're seeding it in quite a realistic way. Yes. Um, and the little uh, <clears throat> discussion that they have where Maggie pretty much pulls rank on him and says uh, the Sanctuary aren't getting anything for free. Um, I like that. And and uh, yeah. they're starting to sow the seeds of uh, a democratic process in the new world. Yeah. That is good. That is good. And, you know, I feel like Angela Kang has been handed uh, a giant shit by Scott Gimple here with that fucking <laughs> scene at the end of last season. Mm. It's out of order just putting that in there. You know, you don't... The audience isn't stupid. If you did it intelligently like they are now, you know, it's been a couple of years. You know, resources, they, they're going into Washington, D.C. to get stuff, for fuck's sake. Can That's I... a journey. That is a mission. Mm. So, you know, resources are getting scarcer and scarcer. And if you do have a bad, you know, intake of crops or, or resources, it's going to affect every single community. Yeah. And that is when it's getting interesting mm. because that is when you're going to see the political strains and you're going to see these characters turning mm. on each other. So one of the things actually that I didn't pick up on, whether it's because it wasn't particularly overt or whether I'm just not very bright, um, was how much time had passed. Because I didn't think they made that particularly obvious. Yeah, I will come on to it. I mean, it's been one and a half years. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that. It's been it's been one point five years. Yeah, eighteen months. Eighteen months. Yeah. Any know. other ways you want to say it? Nah. Three halves. Yeah, how many days is it? How no many blueberries? In how many blueberries? Yeah. Four hundred sixty-two. Um, but. <laughs> In the comic, it's it's. It, we'll come on to the comic changes later. I'll tell you how long it is there. But so one and a half years. It's a significant, a significant jump for mm. the show. Um, I would have preferred a bigger jump for yeah. sure because yeah. I, I think you you know maybe you know longer three, four, five years could have been extremely interesting. I mean, and we'll come on to it in the comics. There's some interesting character beats, and obviously one of them um, would be Carl, uh, who sadly is no longer with us. Mm. R.I.P. Carl. So uh, Carl. it's a shame that that isn't uh, explored because that's one of the biggest benefits of the time jump yeah. is seeing uh, young Carl flourish into a teenager. But I suppose so. in the show you have the restrictions of, of the actors, don't you, um, mm. in terms of what you can do with a massive time jump to an extent uh, for some, some of them. Some grey dye. Rick's, Rick's looking a bit older. I think he's <laughs> just <laughs> aged. He just looks stupid. Old though, man like, Rick. Old man on. Rick. 18 months. Yeah. How bad were those 18 months? <laughs> Pretty bad. <laughs> they're supposed there. to be the best ones. He just got rid of Negan. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Should be less stressed. Yeah, if anything, he's got Michonne. <laughs> she's an absolute rocket. He's got uh, her in the bedroom every night. She hasn't right. aged a day. No, she's looking phenomenal. <laughs> oh, so you must have enjoyed one of the things I didn't enjoy so much in this episode. Uh, Rick and Michonne and Sexy Time. Michonne. Did not listeners. like that. Why? Stop it. I just, it makes me feel weird. So that's one Why? of your negatives, is it? It's because of that weird thing that happened in, uh, I think it was in season seven in Alexandria, where oh. they were like lying in bed and ha- they were eating an apple. You're talking really about the apple sexy. again. You're obsessed with this <laughs> apple. <laughs> no, but every time I see them get all like, you know, down to it. You can say fucking. Yeah. Every time they start having the sex, yeah. it makes me think of Sexy Applegate and I don't like it. Well, just makes me feel strange. Look, it's nice to see <laughs> them to, you know, being happy again because the yeah. fucking amount of negativity that went on during that whole ridiculous two season all out war uh, plot yeah, line. Um, it's nice to see them at a place of, of, of tranquility and happiness to an extent. Mm. So I'm all for a show, to be honest with you. Oh, I'm not against them. I think they're lovely. I just don't like the sex. Well. Well, it's I not think more sex that. on telly well, makes me feel uncomfortable. Unbelievable! Just the full episode of sex. Yeah. How funny would that be? Game of Thrones. Well, that's good. absolute filler. Uh- <laughs> so, so apart from that awful pun, apart from um, the Rashone sexy time, what else did you uh, enjoy in this episode, John? 
Um, I guess touching on the uh, <clears throat> rebuilding of society. So there are there are elements or hints of civil war, the American Civil War in um, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, in a museum. Yeah, that's true. Um, I like that. I, I was hoping that it wouldn't happen, and, and thankfully it didn't. Where like Michonne just saw some sort of picture, and it's like um, I don't know, like a Confederate flag and and all that nonsense. Um, and then just really went down like the history route. I went, oh, can you remember remember the American Civil War? That might happen if we don't start sharing crops. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck off! Um, but it didn't happen. It didn't. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a, a massively obvious reference. It was subtle. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I like that. Um, and uh, for me, I know there are a fair few people, um, certainly in uh, reviews that I've read, where they're quite negative about the museum scene i really enjoyed it set piece wise it was good wasn't it yeah i mean some of the decision making in and around the glass yes it's silly you know i'm pretty sure half of the things that they bring down those stairs then go down the side of the stairs that's what i was thinking yeah, I was, uh, like, but i watched it and i was like huh no, that doesn't make sense. They were taking the, the longest only, route possible. only thing that has to go over that glass... Is the cart. Is the cart. Yeah. So, but they're obviously, they don't want to lose the cart. But then I, I just looked at it and I thought, this is weird. It is bizarre. <laughs> they should have just had all of the floor glass. Then it would make sense. Yeah, but then they've got to get a building where all the floor is glass. Yeah, challenging. I, <laughs> it's I, lazy, that, though. I agree with you, John, though, actually, that the, the stuff in the museum was really interesting. And, and I like the way that it... Like we said, subtly hinted at certain things, but it also gave you the opportunity to reacquaint yourself with the characters and the different, you know, communities and factions that have joined together yeah. at this point, which I thought was really important without obviously going, hi, here's what happened in season eight. <laughs> um, yeah. And then no, you know, not. everyone's standing there going, hi, I'm from Oceanside. Yeah. Oh, fuck Oceanside, man. Jesus. There's only one of them. It's all right. <laughs> Yeah, Cindy's all right. Yeah, we'll let we'll, we, we'll, like we like Cindy. We'll leave her be. But but, but the museum that that set piece that whole like uh, again, however silly it was, I did enjoy it. It felt like mm. we were on the verge of losing someone. There. Yeah, and that's it. It's that you mentioned it earlier. It's the the idea that there are actually generally stakes now uh, because you know ever since we lost Carl, Carl, yeah. it just feels like. Uh, the show is making the correct decisions in terms of no one is safe. Now, I completely disagree with Carl being killed. Anyone who listened to us last season will know that I was absolutely raging at the decision because it completely <laughs> affects the show in a terrible way. It's clearly made uh, Andrew Lincoln want to leave as well because I reckon that I might be a factor. I don't think it's to do with that. But, Correctly predicted by me. Yes, you, you did. But it's nice to know that there are genuine stakes for every single character. And Ezekiel is someone we've grown to love. And especially, like we said last season, that him and Carol would be hooking up. Aww. And, you know, Emma, I know this is something that you really enjoyed, is uh, the Carol and Ezekiel uh, love train. Oh, the love train. So, yeah, there was a that bit where uh, Ezekiel proposes to Carol, right? Riding along on the horses, and everyone's bobbing up and down like you're doing a horse, right? Yeah. Ezekiel proposing, not moving. He is not moving um, at all. Do you know what? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to second this. I watched what that scene that? backwards. Uh, is it back again? Not back. <laughs> Jesus, in reverse. It's challenging. Yeah. Len has easy. actually um, watched the whole episode backwards. I know. I, uh, I, watched, uh, I watched it again. Why are they filming those close-ups when they're not on horses? Mm. Right, because so, then you get another close-up of, I think, of Maggie or maybe Michonne. Yeah. She's properly riding the horse, and I'm doing it now in the they're, chair. But when Ezekiel was talking... They're not on horses. When On, on the close-up where you can't see the horses, they're not on horses. I think he's on, like, a rollerblade or <clears throat> yeah, something. Yeah, he's on something, and they've Skateboard. tried to make it... They've, like, someone, like, they've, got a, run, they've got a runner going, I'll oh, just make it a bit jerky. Not even <laughs> that. that. I must confess, I did not pick up on that. And, and John, you will love it. that, mate. Just yeah, go watch I'm it. I'm buzzing it, to watch it. It now. looks like B movie shit. Like, <laughs> it, it looks like Sharknado levels. And speaking That's of that set film. piece, just speaking of that set piece, negative for me about it, although we had Ezekiel and all that sort of stuff, just quickly. Which was lovely. Uh, the CGI on the show just don't have anything that needs CGI. I just just don't do it. They had, what, why? What was it? they had the little boulder rock falling off the top of the museum onto the glass? It looked awful. Yeah. Um, 
it's like when Rick was standing on top of the trash pile, uh, you know, and you, that <laughs> terrible green screen where he looked around. It's just, oh it was, God. it's laughable. Why did it happen, it's though? It's intern level stuff, mate. Why did it happen? I like, don't know. I don't understand. Like, he's got a big spear for him as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, uh, just, been down, he's just been down fighting the the, the trash zombies. It's just weird. I can't remember his name, but it's Winston or whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, Winslow, sorry. And uh, so the CGI, I just wish they would, you know, they've even CGI'd a deer in before, uh, like when they yeah. were in the fairgrounds. And it looks appalling. I mean, I could do a better job. I'm not even joking. Give me the material. I'll do a better job. <laughs> uh, coincidentally, that is my job. But yeah. I just want to say, please stop with the rubbish CGI. You didn't need to have that thing fall on the glass. It could have happened just by the, the you know, it would have been fine if you just had the the cart going over it and it started yeah. cracking i yeah. would have believed it yeah. it's heavy i don't need the boulder falling on it can we um i, I don't disagree with you and I, I try and kind of let that go a little bit um i'm not as do you know how much money they make emma do you know, <laughs> do you, know how, you pay them to go to walker stalker you pay them hundreds of pounds to go and have photos with them and they refuse to hire a cgi artist for 300 pounds a day probably more yeah. than that you probably spend thousands of pounds but a month be, you probably fair, do you're, you're a joke Jeff, jeffrey dean morgan did kiss me so my life is complete now um speaking of romance uh, i'm going to take us back to carol and ezekiel because i yeah. do i really enjoy their relationship well um, hold on uh, can i just oh, say whoa, 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 oh, sorry but can i just say paying someone money to to kiss you no i didn't pay that's not romance <laughs> <laughs> that's solicitation yeah i mean that's prostitution jesus speak please about kiss Jeffrey me like hey well come on give me some money yeah all right there you go here's your kiss piss off that's not romance that isn't and uh, you know age-old problem with kissing booths <laughs> to be honest with you it's <laughs> a kissing booth no i really like carol and ezekiel i think they work really well together and I thought there's that whole, you know, apart from the fact he was floating, um, the whole like kind of proposal thing was just really sweet. And the baby was just like, I love you. And she just looked at him like, I'm not going to say it back. Yeah, he's definitely going to die. Um, well, probably, so, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. the moment that... He, well, I thought he was going to go there. Well, that's it. And, you know, it's... What, it's on the horse? It's the trope of... Oh, God. <laughs> he wasn't on a horse. We've already established this. He's floated away. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> They just got him on helium balloons, yeah. like just holding on to them. What's um, going on? No, Ezekiel, let go! I can't. It's a, it's a very sweet moment um, from them, and I just, I just fear for him. I fear for him. And on top of that, uh, if we're calling Rick and Michonne Michonne, what are we calling these guys? Carzekiel? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to call them Carol and Ezekiel because we're adults. Carzekiel. No, I like Carzekiel. <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk about something that I think we all quite enjoyed? <laughs> Go on then. Yeah. We've Let's... moved on from kissing booths yeah, and easy yeah, yeah. rolls. Yeah. Um, Gregory's dead, man. Boom. The worm yes! has been slain. I cheered at my desk while I was trying to secretly watch the end of the episode today because I was working, except not. Uh, when well, he... Don't say that on a podcast. <laughs> when Rumbled. he. Yeah. Um, Sacked. It was my lunch break. Back to the kissing booth. It was my lunch break <laughs> from the kissing booth. Um, no, I, so I was watching it on my lunch break at work at my desk and I laughed in those last 15 minutes um, when Gregory died. And then I think I did a little cheer because somebody turned around and I'm like, you all right, Em? And I was like, yeah. Some guy hanged on your screen. Gregory got Yay! hung. I'm like, what? Um, I'm so pleased. It's, and it was perfect. It's about time... How he survived that long, and I know, John, you have a lot of admiration for a cockroach, uh, <laughs> some, some sort of creature that's able to withstand nuclear fallout. Love it. Um, like Joe Campbell. That is what you've likened Gregory to before, because yeah. somehow he can survive um, even going over to the saviours and selling out the communities on multiple occasions. <laughs> um, he should have been hung for that. Man. Yeah. Like, wh- why is it taking this to happen? Uh, but we'll come on to some comic stuff later where we'll, we'll go into that a bit more. But yes, thank God he's dead. I mean, look, the guy playing him, Xander Berkeley, uh, has done a phenomenal job because he has made him a despicable character, similar to the way that, uh, you know, Joffrey was, you know, the actor played Jack Gleason played Joffrey in Game of Thrones, also made him a very unlikable character. You've got to admire that sort of acting that makes people generally hate someone. Gregory was easily, at this point, the most dislikable character that we've got left yeah. in the show mm. um so great job by him it's a shame to lose him because i think he's great um but i yeah can't stand gregory just can't stand him 
I thought it was just bloody fantastically done. And it was hilarious. The whole thing was just hilarious in a kind of, it shouldn't be funny, but it is way. Like you've been waiting for it for so long. Mm. And I didn't really believe it was happening until he was actually hanging yeah. from uh, a rope. And, and there's a, a very creepy... <laughs> creepy shot of like very silent and he's just swinging backwards and forwards his dead lifeless corpse uh, very effective and um, uh, tells me that you know that I think the showrunner and the, the director are singing off the same, same hymn sheet here I, and that scene was done very well um, so hopefully they can they, we can get a bit more of this you know creepy unnerving sort of zombie horror that we've been missing a little bit of Zora um, I'm obviously devastated to be losing uh, Gregory you're my um, best friend. Yeah, in a way. Me and Gregory in the old kissing booth. You, yeah, but, you um, would go down the pub with Gregory and have a great time. 100%. I would, to be 100%. fair. 100%. Look at some of the things he's been drinking over the years. A lot of very expensive whiskey. Yeah, very good, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he's a wormy character, but he knows what he is. I love that. Um, but very happy to see that just killed immediately. Like no, None of this, oh, he's, he's playing people off for three episodes and then... Something happens and then in episode five, he's on trial and then gets hanged. No, just one episode done. Yeah. He's that, dead now. That is good because all that war, they dragged on for way too long. Yeah. Uh, mm. And it was very detrimental. Some of the episodes last season did feel like filler mm. when you've got a semi-blind Gabriel and Dr. Carson <laughs> rummaging around. Oh, <laughs> Best episode <laughs> of season remember eight. Remember how bad that shit was. Yeah. So, Fucking Dr. Carson. Oh, my Jesus God. Christ. So you bring up drinking. Gaby. Maybe. <laughs> oh, his eyes look a bit more blind now, don't they? I like just the... what is one of them, isn't it? I, yeah, oh, who knows? I think it's one eye. Yeah, it's one, think it's one yeah, eye. Yeah, it's one eye. He's, he's prayed to the Lord. Well, the Lord hath answered him. One eye, Gaby. Yeah. So speaking Ooh. of whiskey, um, <laughs> we lose someone in this episode. Now I'm going to be really honest. For a start, it took me about five scenes to work out his name. I don't remember Ken. He's a new character, that's oh, why. he's a new character, yeah. yeah. What is that all about? It's been one and a half years, so we have to allow to the fact that allow the fact that there's going to be new characters introduced. Yes, it was a bit jarring, I do agree with you. Um, however, I'm coming at this from a comic book perspective, so those characters are in the comics, and I was expecting more new characters actually to be introduced this episode. Mm. Yeah. Um, as far as I understand it, there are some key characters who are going to get introduced in the next couple of episodes. So that's all very good. Um, what I did like yeah. about that, though, was uh, the introduction of um, Gregory trying to get um, get them all a bit pissed after the funeral and using that to his advantage. Yeah, so... I actually thought that was that was pretty good. It mm. set it up quite nicely. But uh, seriously, it took me about twenty five minutes to remember his name. So it's a uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, the new characters' names are it's Ken and Marco. Are the new characters? So Ken is the one who. Uh... Oh, oh, sorry, I've just remembered something. Go on, mate. Right, what's going on with the singing at the funeral? I, I'm not, I didn't like that. <laughs> he's face. He's I just a felt awkward. Irish well, American. What they're doing with that, John, is what we've been saying for the last couple of uh, episodes of last season is he is going to be the love interest for Maggie. I understand that. So but... they need to make him seem like, oh, what a beautiful voice. <laughs> voice, like, <laughs> voice like an angel. She wasn't yeah. allowed at the funeral, so... Well, she was. She was still on her balcony looking at yeah, it. Fair. So yeah. very bizarre. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that, I mean, it did, it did segue nicely into uh, the, the Maggie scene, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and uh, and so the new the new the parents of Ken uh, and I, 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 can we just talk about how he died because I know that me me, me and John have uh, talked about this a little bit and uh, the way he dies is comical. Mm. It yeah. is. I know we want more. It is just madness though. Worst moment of the episode. Uh, take it away, John. Why why <clears throat> is he going back for those horses? Right. So in a show with zombies. Uh, you have to allow a certain amount of suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Um, and the museum scene, which was one of my favourites, yes, there's a couple of silly decision-making bits where, you know, I mean, don't walk over most of the floor that's glass. Go around the other bit. But anyway, yeah. but you let it go. You let it go. What I don't understand is they all start running away because there's, like, four zombies. Like, I mean, they're not even remotely a threat, but whatever. Not to these guys. I mean, so this they go, is like, oh, leave the yeah. cart that we fucking come here for. Leave the cart and the horses for some reason. Yeah. What are you doing? 
Well, Vader. Well, I have to say, let's not have a go at uh, the other boy, our new character, well, he goes Marco. Back. Mar- yeah. No, Marco's smart. He smacks it on the arse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He smacks it on yeah. the arse and yeah. says, that's what you do with a horse if you want it to giddy up. Give it a good whack. Yeah. Uh, the other one was roped in. Yeah, it was, yeah. It wouldn't have been able to run off. How many knives do they have available to them? Well, that's Shoelaces were tied back. together. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so uh, you get this idiot that goes back. Ken. Um, sorry, Ken, yeah. So Ken goes back. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. He's dead now anyway. But Ken. Um, immediately gets bit. I mean, put up some sort of a fight. And he gets he kicked by the horse. Yeah. <laughs> that he's trying to say. The horse is so angry with him. Just, just <laughs> if piss off, mate. <laughs> I think it was the horse's kick that killed him, not the bike. I think yeah. it actually is. Yeah. I think I think it actually is the kick of the horse that killed him. So you but know, you think like that could have been done better. That could have been like, um, as he's trying to save the horse, the horse freaks out and kicks him in the face. Yeah, head off. Yeah, he that'd be better. That would be mental. That'd be mental. But oh shit, man! He's lost his head. Chaos. Yeah. But but even then, why are they running away? And then suddenly, five minutes later, when this Ken comes back to. Well, not back to life. He wasn't dead. When yeah. he comes to... Yeah. Uh, and they've defeated all the zombies because they thought, oh, actually, no. We've got weapons and we're quite good at this uh, now. Let's got, kill all the zombies. We've got Michonne, Rick, Unbelievable. Those three on their own could take out at least 70 walkers or something. They've got their star players yeah. there. Do you like, not remember the swarm at Alexandria? There were like 300 zombies. Rick's on his own. Three. <laughs> Rick, yeah. Rick is axe. on his own with a hatchet and he literally takes out about 50. I know yeah. he was... Oh, crazed. actually, sorry, I forgot we're good at this. Let's go and kill them instead uh, of running away. <laughs> the sorry, said. Ken. Sorry, mate. Oh, yeah, we should have... Oh, hilarious, hilarious. But let's talk about um, the parent characters, which are uh, Tammy and Morton. Classic. They're in the comic as well. And I thought they were played pretty well by the new... Uh, by the people there. I thought... Uh, well, yeah, I mean... Uh, what's the what's the woman's name? Tammy. Tammy. She's good. She is good, isn't she? She is good. She is good. I've seen her in something before. I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember what, but she yeah. is good. Uh, I think the guy's a bit shit. Well, he's meant to be weak, feeble, yeah, suggestible. Yeah, but also like, a bit like... Kind of like you, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I thought his name was no, Earl. I'm Ken. I've been killed by a horse. Um... Decapitated by a horse. <laughs> You're right, though. Tammy was great. I thought she played it really well. She reminded me a little bit of... Um... Sissy Spacek. Yeah, a little bit. Mm. A little bit. In uh, her, that's our of... reference to our Castle Rock coverage, by the yeah. way. Uh, so go check out Castle Rock. It's excellent. So there's a couple of things that I want to um, bring up before we move on. So I, firstly, I really enjoyed that scene between Carol and Daryl. <laughs> sweet. sweet. Really sweet, because it was back to how they used to be. You buy their friendship, and we've just come off the back of a scene where Daryl misses the group. The yeah. family that he had never had growing up and has finally felt like part of something. And you can see it's really affecting him having to run the sanctuary yeah. and now being away from people that he truly cares about, like yeah. Carol, even Rick to an extent, barring that ridiculous scene at the end of last season <laughs> where he was conspiring against literally what he calls who he calls his brother. Oh, I thought uh, you were um, talking about the brotif. Uh, that, that as well, like silly. Yeah, that um, was silly, yeah. So it's affecting Daryl and it's nice that Carol is there and she's obviously in a much, much better place this season, Yeah, uh, which is fantastic for her because she's a character that deserves uh, some semblance of happiness. Uh, although I do believe it will be short-lived. Mm. Um, it's nice <laughs> to have this little window of happiness, I guess. I thought it's quite poignant. Well, it's good, it's good dialogue, isn't it? Like, yes. it's, it's dialogue that serves a purpose. Like, mm. I mean, it feels like an actual scene where it's like, this matters. Um, and they're massive characters. Like they are, you know, they're day one characters. These two, yeah, so originals. Yeah, absolutely. And so they, so they should get more time. And it, and it, you can, you start to understand why Daryl would be so pissed off because he's stuck leading people he doesn't give a shit about. Yeah, and who, and a place where he was held captive and forced to listen to fucking Easy Street every day of the week. Oh, yeah. it's back in my head now. <laughs> Aside from Easy Street, which I can't believe it made it into this podcast once again. <laughs> uh, Fuming. Uh, it's nice to have Norman Reedus with some dialogue. Yes. Now, yeah. one of our biggest complaints last season was you've got Daryl there. Uh, you're giving him literally nothing to do. He had one speech with Rick 
like I think it was like episode four or five last season or something. Yeah. Uh, near the grave of of Glenn, which was a really good scene. He actually got some meaty dialogue. Other than that, he just like looks and sort of snarls. Yeah. And this is hey, now, man. you know, it, and and if he is going to take over the show and be the lead actor of this show, which is looking very, very likely, likely from yeah. what they've talked about. Um, for the second half of the season before they definitely wrap it up. Yeah, then he needs some dialogue. And yes, Daryl, big plus point this episode. Big plus point. Much Most improved player. Most improved player, Daryl Dixon. <laughs> well done, Daryl Dixon. Um, in honour of Gareth, who is a part of our wider fan critical podcast, <laughs> right. if you've listened to any of our content. Where's this going? I've, I've got to tell you one of my bugbears about this episode before we wrap up. And I'm going to call it Worst Line of the Week. Ah, right, okay. Um, just this this particular time, not a regular segment, because that would be ridiculous. No, so we did used to do a segment called Worst Line of the Week in our Westworld coverage. Like twice. No, but we're not yeah. going to do it at Walking Dead because the script is half garbage, so it would <laughs> be very difficult. In, in homage to Gareth, um, I have got a Worst Line of the Week. So there is a, um, a point at the funeral for Ken where Gregory does a little speech. Yeah. And as he walks off, Jesus, who I think is massively misused, unfortunately. Tom yes. Payne, very good. Yes. The way he used the character, terrible. Uh, Jesus goes, Gregory, that was beautiful. What an b- awful, ridiculous yeah. thing to say. <laughs> and, you know, Why? And Jesus can see through lies and, and manipulation and he knows yes. Gregory extremely well. He knows that Gregory's working an angle here. He's a worm. Mm. It, like, not Jesus, Gregory. Like Jesus is very <laughs> astute. Jesus is very clever. That's why he always backed Maggie to take over. But he does it in a pacifist sort of manner, where he knows it's you know going to work out for the community. There's no way that he believes that's sincere from Gregory. Mm. Uh, Jesus, great comic to uh, comic to great character in the comics, um, mm. and he's he's got so many possibilities in the show now. Uh, especially relationship-wise, which we can talk about some other time. Um, But, yeah, let's hope that he gets a bit more uh, screen time and some some actual good dialogue would be nice. Yeah. Um, Did that even serve a purpose in the rest of the episode? No. No. Did did he at any point go up to Maggie and go, Gregory's Gregory's all right, isn't he? Yeah, no. Right, so that was literally pointless. Yep. Brilliant. And that is why it is the worst line of the week. But that won't be coming back. (laughs) But I felt like it was important. Mm. Um, I think we should talk a little bit about our, our hopes for the rest of the season. What do you think? Yeah, I think we should try and figure out uh, early pre- predictions. And I think that's a fun way just before we go into Comic Corner. Early prediction, uh, what or who and how is Rick going to go? And I think, you know, that's what this season is about. And, you know, there's no two ways about it, everyone. This season is about the end of Rick Grimes. I've got one. Um, so yeah, go on then. Well, that helps. Tetanus. Te- well, you know he's been shot, stabbed so many times. He should have died. Yeah, so he's probably got tetanus. There's no, they haven't got the, you know, the medical equipment to fix any of these injuries. Uh, so he's a miracle man. How he's still alive. Mm. Um, uh, I think that Rick is not going to get bitten. Right. Well, okay, go on. I think somebody is going to kill him. Yeah. By accident. Um. I I personally see it going one of two ways. So the way I see Rick going out, and they've they've, they've started to seed it uh, in this episode with his interaction with the people at the sanctuary. He is promising them things that he will not be able to deliver. I see him basically. Someone will kill him. Uh, and it will be like a breakout group from the sanctuary or some people who still like We Are Negan, which we saw elements of in this episode. Um, I don't think it will be Daryl or anyone like this because that would be horrendous for me to even contemplate that being him because they even had quite an amicable chat here in this episode. Their chats were still like quite like very friendly with each other. You know, Daryl's not overly pissed off with Rick. I mean, he understands why he's done the things that he's done. So... I see it just being like, and it's a sad end for a character because he's trying to unite all the communities, but it, the buck will stop with him. That's mm. the thing. that, And it's, you know, it's not just his decision. So that's very interesting. There are rumours, uh, well, not rumours, confirmed rumours, so they're not spoilers. We are getting the return of some key characters this season. Yep. Mm. 
uh, Sasha is returning. These are not coming back in a way that they are um, <laughs> they are alive. They're just yeah. coming back from the dead like zombies. No, <clears throat> Shane is coming back. Whoa. So and if, also and Herschel, who yeah, Herschel, rest in peace, yeah. Scott Wilson, who sadly passed away this weekend. But very Herschel sad, will be back. very sad news. Mm. But he will be back. Uh, he was amazing. Herschel was one of my favourite characters uh, and carried a lot of season four with some excellent uh, stuff and excellent work. So, brilliant yeah, man, very still, brilliant man. Still very much a cornerstone of the philosophies of, of a lot of the people yeah. from our original crew. Yeah, and you know, if you were to lend any credence to the fact that we know those characters are coming back feverish from a bite would allow you to see those characters talking to you as you were slipping away mm. so that is the only thing that i think leads argue you know an argument for him being bitten um for me that would be a shame because uh carl went the same way there is a bit of poetry in that i guess um but i just think i just want to see rick go out in the best way possible you know saving people or doing something heroic because that is the kind of guy that he is. Cool. What about you, John? Right. I want to ask you a question, Emma. Ooh. Um, why is it, and I, I, this isn't just to Emma, I'll throw it to Len as well. Why did they announce that uh, that Rick was leaving this season? It's a good question, John. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think they... they anyone who... Um, follows the show religiously knows that everything that the show does gets leaked every single thing it does gets leaked uh, there is a, many a website which has the scripts and uh, plot details of the episode days before the episode is aired um, they were never going to be able to keep this under wraps um, the amount of effort that they had to go through to uh, cover up who got killed by the bat mm. um, uh, at the start of season eight or seven, sorry, seven, uh, seven yeah. was ridiculous. They had to film every single person being hit by the bat. It took them like weeks, I think, or something stupid. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think they could have hidden it. However, could you imagine how shocked we would be if we were covering the show and Rick died? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I'd do, John. Mm. But- Are you somewhat hinting at the fact that it might have been done on purpose and it's not true? I think he'll leave the show. I don't think they'll kill him off. I just don't know how he leaves any other way. Well, Exile. I just, I just, maybe well, he exiles it, himself with Michonne and Judith. Maybe they just, Jesus. maybe they just go. After maybe they've everything had enough. He's I, all right, here we go. Um, Maggie dies. Well, we know. We spoiler warning, sort of. I mean, we know that she's not. It's not coming, a spoiler warning. She's I not mean, coming back it, for season nine. She's not coming back for season <clears> ten. Sorry, <throat> she's right. not. She's not coming back for season ten. That is confirmed. Right. So Maggie dies. Uh, Rick takes little Herschel. Yeah. Takes uh, his own little daughter. Yeah. And Michonne. And they leave. And that's it. I mean, that would be interesting. And it gives uh, Danai Guerrera an out as well because she is fast becoming a... A, she's an A-list, A-star. An A-lister yeah. in Marvel movies. Mm. So she is on borrowed time, I think, with this show as well. It's very interesting to know. Obviously, everyone listening, this is all speculation. There is no, you know, we, we're just speculating based on the very famous news that's come out from the show. All of this stuff mm. has been told to us. So they've given away quite a lot, like you, like you said, John. But, you know, that's why we're covering this season to see, hopefully, uh, Rick uh, get the send-off he deserves. Yeah. And the peace he might deserve. Mm. Well, I quite like that, John. Actually, it's quite a nice idea. Um, but let's see what happens. We've still got 15 episodes uh, before we find out, potentially. Um, <laughs> Rick just gets run over by an extra next episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. So uh, I think we, we've covered the good, the bad and the hilarious uh, from this episode. That is the famous but, saying, yeah. But <laughs> overall, actually, you know, pretty good one. But uh, I think now to round off our coverage at the premiere, it's time to hand over the reins to Len... For 
Yes, hello and welcome to Comic Corner, the first Comic Corner of our Walking Dead coverage. We figured it'd be a good time just to package all the comic stuff up in the end of the episode. That way, if you don't want any spoilers about the comics, you can switch off now. However, uh, the show deviates quite dramatically from the comics in a lot of respects, so do not take anything that we say as verbatim. Uh, for example, Rick is going to die this season. And I can tell you right now, we're on issue like 178 and he is still alive. So, you know, and in the comics now, we're on about issue 110. So let's just say he's got a lot of life in him yet, the boy. So the time, let's t- the time jump. Let's start with the time jump. In the comics, it's three years. Um, and this gives us a lot of opportunity to see Carl grow from a child into a teenager and someone who is willing to you know dedicate a lot of his time to building up other communities not just alexandria he goes out to hilltop um to help maggie and all of that sort of stuff and it leads to some very interesting storylines so it's a shame we're not going to get any of that because he gives us a lot of uh doorways into other communities and other age groups in the communities as well because the big thing, you know, with the show is it's very adult heavy and most of the kids that they get on the show, I- I'm going to be honest, are, are awful uh, acting wise. <laughs> uh, little Henry, he's going to be back this season. And I have to say, oh, homicidal Henry. I have to say, I'm not looking forward to that. So it gave us an opportunity to see the, the adolescent and younger members of the community and how they're dealing with the zombie apocalypse as well. Mm. So it's a shame we're not going to be getting that. Um, Rick looks a lot older in the comics. Old man Rick. Uh, he's called that a lot and we had flashing scenes to him uh, last season with those terrible terrible flash forward scenes or flash sideways scenes where Negan was like what you up to there darling (laughs) picking strawberries absolute mental so the the, the time jump uh, is a little different Um, and there's some new characters which we're going to get in the next few weeks who are also very important so so that's the thing so uh, and this is why I find it so laughable when you see Rick and they're like, oh, look at him with his stomach and that. And literally five minutes later, he's on horseback yeah. with his axe, yeah. like just scything a zombie down in awesome. such a cool, athletic way. Yeah. Whereas in the comics at this point, yeah. he's got like a little cane. Yeah, he just, can't walk. Yeah, he's he can't, getting well, beat up he, by he, losers. So basically, ne- Negan... Uh, in the confrontation that they had at the end of last season, breaks his leg in two almost. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I it, remember it, talking about that. It heals, um, but he has to walk everywhere with a cane. And mm. it does make, you know, at this point in the comic, Rick has no arm. He's got no right arm. Of course, yeah. and, and he can barely walk uh, without his cane. It's a bit mm. fucked. So he is... It's that, a bit like a cripple, basically. That, that's why he's aged so dramatically because mm. those sorts of events will, will age you. Well, like, you know, anyone who... Trauma. Yeah, anyone who has that sort of trauma. So... It's it's very interesting. Uh, he's still an absolute badass in the comics, though. Don't worry. If you want to read the comics, uh, he has some excellent kills uh, coming up and some excellent moments in the comics still mm. to come. Uh, obviously, you're probably not going to get to see those in the show. So, you know, read the comics. Um, <laughs> new characters, Ken and Marco, as we've said, they're in the comics uh, and they are close friends. And I quite like that idea of getting a new sort of buddy partnership, although it was snatched from us very quickly in this episode with mm. Ken and his ridiculous decision to go back to the horses. And as we said, he should have just been decapitated by the horses because that would have been far more interesting. Would have been brilliant. Uh, interesting to note that though Ken survives a bit longer in the comics and we get to know him a bit better um, and he does die but it's at the hand of the Whisperers the new big bad that have been massively publicised this season because they are easily the most interesting uh, foe that our our characters have ever had to deal with Um, so he goes out in quite a bit more of a better way which introduces us to the Whisperer uh, group which Mm. is very interesting there is a funeral for him in the comics uh, but it's after the Whisperer. Whisperers have uh, literally decimated a, a lot of our uh, our groups, mm-hmm. our communities. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it's good to have them and them them involved. And Tammy and Morton, the parents, uh, they're first introduced in like one thirty something, and uh, you know they have a different relationship and the, the the situation is a bit different but the characterization is bang on in terms of the way that they react towards maggie and rick to an extent mm. uh, they feel jilted by a situation that happens between carl uh, and another and and their kids um and they feel that carl isn't sufficiently punished because of what he does um this leads to a lot of 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 crazy shenanigans and let's just say that the <laughs> 
the uh, assassination attempt uh, with Gregory is related to this incident. So this is kind of similar. Gregory tries to convince uh, Morton to kill Maggie. Uh, in the comics, though, he's unable to do so. Uh, so, and you know this, John, Gregory decides to try and poison Maggie himself. Uh, and that leads to a line where she says, you couldn't even poison me correctly or something on those lines, which we get in this episode. You couldn't even murder me yeah. properly. <clears throat> you couldn't even murder someone properly. But it makes more sense in the comics because it is literally down to not enough poison. Yeah, he is literally that <clears throat> inept that he could not put... I mean, if anything, you'd put more poison in. <laughs> You know, we, well, why, saving it. why are you skimping out on your poison? Well, saving it for others. It's absolutely mental. So yeah, Gregory, you know he does this. He he, he gets captured because Maggie's actually okay, uh, and then he's in jail for quite a long time in the comics. Um, quite a few issues. They like jailing people in the comics. Well, don't they? it's the correct thing to do, Emma. You shouldn't just kill people. But then Maggie actually does go out of her way to hang him, uh, which is very shock, very shocking in the comic. It goes sort of against what Rick sort of was is trying to achieve yeah. in the society. And that leads to a very interesting um, conversation between those two characters. And they actually have a very big disagreement about it. Not only that, I'm surprised they didn't do that in the show. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they were just talking about, um, Michonne and, and Rick were talking about a charter and a set of rules that every community should abide by. Uh, it would have been very powerful to have Rick turn up at the hilltop seeing Gregory's body hanging there from the gallows because that would have completely um, made that scene about the charter Mm. so important. And it would have also really give a lot of weight to the fact that Maggie and Rick aren't necessarily seeing eye to eye at the Mm. moment and that she's separating and and becoming her own leader. And that would have been very interesting. I mean, it's a bit of a shame that they didn't go down that route. I think, um, so based on what happens in the show... There, I don't think they want to make Maggie like a definitive dickhead. Whereas yeah. it was in the comics, it is literally uh, they're already like they're at that stage where they're talking about the charter, or it's yeah. already been agreed to, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're not allowed to, you can't kill people. Yeah, or it's something like they have to have a trial. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, There's law that there's, needs to yeah, be there's followed. There's due process, which is this whole, yeah. she goes out of her way and is like, no, fuck it, I'm just going to hang him. Yeah. Um. And you're right that it would make more sense in this episode for that to happen after she's agreed to this new charter rather than beforehand. Yeah, and I suppose what they're trying to get at in the TV show, and I don't disagree with you, is that this is her place, her rules. She's making her <laughs> own, you know, display of power. Yeah. If you fuck with me, I'm going to hang you. Um, which is in direct contrast to the idea of a charter or a constitution. Mm. Yeah, yeah. you've got to abide by the rules. You know, everyone's allowed a trial. But in hindsight, I am quite surprised that Rick didn't kick off. Well, that is interesting because, as I said, he's there watching it with Michonne. Uh, That seems... I was surprised there was no argument from him saying, like, look, we should, like, have a trial. We can put... Because, look, you know, if you're going to kill Gregory for trying to kill Maggie... How can you not kill Negan for bashing Glenn's brains in? Yeah. And you know, so there's that. That's the and that, Abraham and Abraham and everyone else that he killed and and raped all those women and all of that sort of stuff. Like mm. that. This is why it's an interesting discussion in the in the comic and the show to an extent because you know Maggie wants Negan dead. She you know, and she's enacting her power as judge judge jury and executioner here. Whereas I thought Ru- you were going to call her Judge Judy. <laughs> judge Judy, Judge Maggie. Um, but no, she. You know, so it's that interesting discussion still, and it's the lingering question over the communities, and that little bit of tension caused with Daryl and Maggie and everything is because of the decision to spare Negan's life. Mm. So I'm surprised that Rick was just standing by, letting this happen without yeah. saying, you know, because it's like, you know, even Maggie would be saying, "Look, if I can kill him, why can't we kill Negan?" Yeah. So interesting decisions. My overall guess is the fact that because they're both departing the show very soon they're just abandoning that sort of storyline and they're going to go with something else yeah uh that's my best bet and that's it for comic corner this week lots of information this week lots and lots and there's going to be loads more in the coming weeks because we're going to get some new characters and we're going to get some new villains and when when they start getting involved it gets very very interesting and finally 
we're going to be seeing some, hopefully, touch wood, excellent zombie stuff. Oh, I miss zombies. And the makeup should be fantastic. So tune in for that next week. Nice one. Thank you, Len, for the inaugural comic corner. Uh, some really good juicy stuff to talk over there and, and think mm, about juicy. between now and next week. Thank you for the sound effects, gentlemen. Um, So that is it for today's coverage of the uh, opening episode of Season 9, Walking Dead. We will be back the same time next week with coverage of Episode 2. Lots to think about in the interim. If you fancy a little bit more of a fan-critical fix before then, there's plenty of other content on all of our um, channels. You can follow us on social media um, and even send us in your uh, thoughts and feelings about any of the shows that we cover, um, especially The Walking Dead. You can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com or shout out at any of our social medias and we will definitely get back to you. Um, As we mentioned, new coverage coming out for uh, our review of Venom. We've just done The Predator and uh, we will be doing Pet Cemetery next week. So uh, for for the next few days, that is it from us. So thank you, John. Cheers. And uh, Len, thank you for a fantastic comic corner. Uh, No worries. I'll be back next week with some uh, more tantalising tidbits from the comics. A bit of alliteration there too. And I've been Emma, your host. It's great to be back. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Thank you.